Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Shutdown Fullcast 40 for 40 podcast, a podcast for every single bowl game, all of varying lengths and quality. This one, it's very near and dear to our hearts in a number of different ways. Jason, we're going to try to explain to Holly, playing this game we have played on several of the podcasts, who the teams are without really, uh, without really letting on. Okay? So we're going to go first alphabetically to you. I've already forgotten what game this is. Doesn't matter. So cool. uh, this, this is, um, well, yeah, we're just going to go. In fact, that's pretty good if we don't actually... Uh, if she doesn't know the bowl game. So go ahead and start, Jason. I will say the first team, um, if it wins, a chain restaurant is giving out um, Outback shrimp. Is this the Outback this Bowl? Game. It is. Okay. Oh, no. Now she knows the name of the bowl. <laughs> oh, wait. My alma mater's in this one. That's right. Northwestern. Yeah. Northwestern <laughs> University. I am a Northwestern University journalism grad. You can ask me about it. It's so good. The most. Oh, ask me about it. Yeah, the most. Ask ask me about being a Northwestern grad. You do this all too well. Yes, Everybody that's right. ask me about. Okay. As a Northwestern grad, I think. Jason, as a Northwestern University journalism grad, how? You know, as a fellow Northwestern University journalism graduate, I uh, I feel. Yeah, I will tell you that as somebody who was accepted to Northwestern, which is a really good school. I I generally understand your feelings about Northwestern. I was, you know, I, I have was. my issues with Medill, but there's no way I would ever 
trade my Northwestern University diploma for any number of other things. <laughs> Certainly not for a bazoo. <laughs> Certainly not just because none of us could get into Columbia. I will remind I will remind you that Northwestern had one of the most impressive victories on their resume. Imagine a Northwestern person pointing to their resume for proof of something that they beat Stanford. Body clocks. Body clocks. A game that many people have defended Stanford for losing due to their misaligned West Coast body clocks. Let me hear your body clock. Body clock. Yep. Well, ten- ten- Tennessee beat Bowling Green. <laughs> they do the same as Tennessee's. Year. Tennessee's bowling clock was off. <laughs> Let me hear your bowling clock. You know, you want to talk about clocks being off. It's time. Oh, it's, it's, it's Butch Jones time, y'all. <laughs> Here's a man who uh, he, he tends to get up a big lead until the clock strikes three minutes or so. He's a hell of a hockey coach. <laughs> Put another shift in. <laughs> you can't send guys in the middle play, Butch. It's all part of a system. I like that Butch Jones in making basic mistakes about managing game insists there's some sort of grand system to it. Like, no, I read this book by Dave Ramsey. He explains, I can save money and manage this game. Um, Holly, I want you to guess where, according to Butch Jones's Twitter, he took the team for an outing on December 16th of this year. It's, if it's not Dave and Buster's, I will eat my phone. You are so close. It's Bear Country Adventure in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. This is the one with it has an actual bear, quote fingers, bear, but it's kind of it's kind of just like a large sleepy dog. I mean, it's, it's like gator. It, well, it's like alligator. What's that thing called in Florida where they have the weird gators in the green pond? The oh. things all over the side of the river. It's a in 70 miles. We got a baby gator. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the state capital. Yeah, OK, <laughs> that, that's the governor. You're right. Yeah. We keep him in a green pool. Explains a I lot about make, the way Charlie Chris looks. I would make the same joke about the Vols, but as we all know, Tennessee's governor is a, a homophobic country ham. Mm, delicious wow. governor, homophobic country ham. And he also helps uh, cover for his brother's federal crimes. So That's true. His brother owns the Browns. It's all connected. But, you know, at I least... Know which is worse. At least, one of, at least one of his teams has a winning record. Ooh. At least one of them. Yeah, it was a very impressive year for Tennessee because they beat um, Georgia. Mm. That's I'm sure that means something this year. Um, Only lost by seven to Oklahoma. Only lost by one to Florida. Only lost by four to Arkansas. These are good. These are good losses. So. Only lost by five to Bamba. So, so what you're telling me is that Tennessee was 17 points away from an undefeated season. I will say this and this only <laughs> about this team. I will give them credit for this one thing. They have found this year a new way to kill me. <laughs> you're like Vigo. And... I appreciate the variety of excruciating pain that they have brought into my life. It is way, way more fun than just the straight up, straight down, beat bad teams, lose to good teams. This is new. Nothing says. And on some level, 
I have to congratulate them as I grind my back teeth to a fine powder and pray for death. Nothing says uh, fun and exciting ways to die like waking up on New Year's Day in Tampa. Goddamn team! <laughs> Let me also put it this way. Northwestern, by the way, in an early advantageous test score, managed to dutifully fill out the rest of their homework. Suffered two spectacular losses that everyone has forgotten along the way. Oh, they were bad. They were bad losses on October 10th and 17th, respectively, versus Michigan and Iowa in that order. Northwestern lost by a combined score of 78 to 10 between the two teams to Michigan and Iowa. And then, like, like, like a Northwestern student would... They completed the rest of their homework and assignments and submitted their resume and were accepted to the Outback Bowl largely on reputation. And then it's somewhere in there, Pat Fitzgerald was complaining about being ranked behind the Stanford team that they had beaten while being ranked ahead of the Michigan team to which they lost by 41 points or whatever. It's respectable. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's really what college football needs is a professor you could appeal to for a retest in that case. I, I regret to inform you that um, if Outback's if Outback's lo, uh, location list is true, and I have no reason to believe that it's not, neither of these universities. Oh no, I'm sorry, Knoxville has several. First of all, I mean, first of all, I, I oh. feel like you do have reason to doubt this. Oh, this, I, was, it, I was so wrong. This is so the chain that uh, is based on uh, Australian. I don't even know the right word for it because it's not culture. It's oh, like we, a, can, we can tell this story again. How Outback Steakhouse was started by a bunch of Floridians who had never fucking been to Australia, and who, when asked about this, said, "No, no, we didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to change stuff." Mm-hmm. Alice Springs chicken. Alice. You know, Alice. Alice Springs is like a town of like maybe 30,000 at peak season that sits in the middle of this like dry, barren, fang and thorn-ridden continent. The chicken there ain't good. I'm just going to let you in on this. Are they still it's actually tarantula. Do they still yeah. serve the Bloomin' Onion? Is that still on the menu? I think Yeah, chi- that's what you get if, uh, if, if... Yeah, because Chili's, Chili's got rid of the Awesome Blossom because, oh my god, the, uh, the nutritional <laughs> value of these... <laughs> questionable at best i think they're like yeah let's let's release the caloric oh my god we don't have northwestern university is playing for a trophy that is uh less shameful or or more shameful less shamed than uh than chili's okay northwestern's got a second problem which is that they're playing for a trophy that's assigned on merit uh, hey, who wants to play? Oh. Blo- who wants to play Bloomin' Onion nutritional facts? Uh, I'm gonna. Well, can we play this after? Or you you do that, and I have a question I want to ask everyone on the podcast afterwards, and then that's the end of this. Okay, we're just gonna do it. Price is right once again, since that's my thing. Uh, everybody, give me your caloric intake for one Bloomin' Onion. An entire Bloomin' Onion. Closest for a serving or for the whole no, plate? No, for the whole for the whole goddamn thing. Closest without okay. going over. Jason, you're up. Are we just doing calories? Yeah, just yeah. calories. Uh, eighteen hundred. Okay. Uh, Holly, you're next. Uh, sixteen hundred. Okay, Spencer. Twenty seven hundred. Jason was closest. One thousand nine hundred and fifty four calories. Wow. <laughs> That's I it? can eyeball some calories. <laughs> what, what do you? What on earth do you mean? That's it. 
I know that's it's huge. It's a huge giant ball of like nothing but batter and fat and friedness. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see, quick lane ball. This is how it's done. All right. Now the the question I wanted to finish this podcast with was yeah. this: How much have one of you eaten in acidic? Oh wow! I have an answer, and it's not. I'm. You know what? I'm not ashamed about. It. I don't care. It's okay. been a savage. It's been a savage life, and I bought this ticket. Yeah. And took this ride. Remember this next time Spencer yells at you about eating cheese, listener. Okay. Sure. Eat this ox eyeball. It's fun. Oh, white cheddar. <laughs> Go ahead, Spencer. It's, ba- it's bad milk, and that sounds like good meat with tell, the eyeball. Tell your terrible story. <laughs> Ryan, what is the most – like what what portion – of a blooming onion have you eaten? It's not much, but I did. So it, for one of – for in college at Florida, one of my friends had a birthday party where the theme was unhealthy food. So you were supposed to bring the most unhealthy thing you could come up with. So Our I, birthday party is supposed to be <laughs> So I went and got a blooming onion to go and I dumped a can of chili all over it. It's like oh having a God. <laughs> Like drugs. Well, yeah, but, but did you? But did you eat the whole thing? No, 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 no. I only had a portion of it, and I. Okay. Yeah. Do you think you've eaten half of one? No, by myself, no. It, okay. Or do you mean total in my life? I mean, no. I mean, at one sitting. No, God, no. Okay, okay, Holly. Here, no. Holly, have you ever? Come I think I've. I think I've sampled one. This is not something that I would have eaten on purpose. Okay. All right, so but you've never come close to like a half portion. No, no, I'm not. I'm not a fried onion person, so this is not something that I would have like pursued as a snack. Okay, this is a way of saying I've eaten an entire one. <laughs> How did you feel twelve hours later? And it felt like twenty seven hundred calories. You're saying? Oh, listen, I. How, how old were you? It was uh, I was about twenty two. Okay. okay. That's prime stupid decision age. So. And how old were you immediately after? Did you jump <laughs> to 29? That's another great question. 54. And I will tell you this. It felt horrendous. It felt bad. <laughs> I've eaten like – I've done like the stupid eating, eating challenge where you're like, oh, I'm trying to eat the whole thing. And some things, honestly, you feel really great. Like five minutes after you eat like a ridiculous amount of fried chicken on a dare, you feel fantastic. You're like, I could conquer the world. After like five seconds after you finish that blooming onion, you're like, you feel like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. You're like, oh god, my ear's gonna fall off. Wait, so question: the circumstances here was this a dare? Was this a contest? Were you sad? It wasn't even that much of a dare, to be honest. It was like by yourself. No, no, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I've never eaten alone, Jason. I've never eaten an entire blooming onion alone. Never eaten. No, they were friends. They watched me do it. But so were they really friends? If they watch me do it. But yeah, I felt – honestly, I felt like I'd chosen the wrong grail. I felt bad. I felt like I was slowly turning into dust. It was so bad. And not to get too graphic, but on the way out, it took a toll as well. Spencer, you should have taken a lesson from Lane Kiffin and bailed early. Hey, I got through this without comparing Tennessee football to a third-degree burn. 